Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. It's time for Freaky Friday, one of the most popular weekly segments on afternoons. It's always compelling, isn't it? Our listeners share their scary, unexplainable or coincidental stories. And if you'd like to come on and share your own story, you can contact the team at afternoons at rnz.co.nz or you can text us on 2101. Well, today we've got two stories to share. In a minute, I'll be joined live by Johanna. Uh, who made a spooky discovery upon developing some photos she'd taken. But first, this is Leslie's story, a story that made her wonder if ghosts really do exist. Hi, my name is Leslie, and I live in Tiaramutu, and this is the story that happened to my English sister-in-law. This is a true incident that happened to my English sister-in-law in Kent in a place called Cutham Farm near a little village called Westerham in the mid-1950s. Sister-in-law will be 90 this year. Back then, she and her husband were living in a very, very old stone cottage on Cutham Farm in Kent. He was a farm labourer and she was a registered nurse. She was pregnant with her first child and then had the baby at home with her mother staying for a week or so to help out. Some days after the baby was born, she and the baby were lying in bed when she said she felt a presence in the room. The light was on and there was a bit of a sunset coming in one of the windows. She realised a woman was standing at the foot of the bed. The person was dressed in what she thought were Victorian clothes and was watching her. My sister-in-law said she wasn't at all frightened and she felt very peaceful. From memory, she said the woman looked middle-aged. The figure was there for a few moments and then disappeared. She never mentioned this to her mother in case it frightened her. Some 30 or 40 years later, on one of her mother's visits, they were reminiscing about their time on that farm, which they had all enjoyed very much. Her mother told her about seeing the figure of a woman in Victoria clothes one evening after Susan had been born inside the house, but she hadn't mentioned it to her daughter then in case it upset her. They realised that they'd both seen the same woman, but had no idea who or what it was or whether there were any unusual circumstances in that house in earlier times. Her husband had seen that one winter they were staying on the farm. The dog was inside and the dog started growling. There was snow on the ground outside and he could hear footsteps going around the house. The dog growled all the time the footsteps were going and watched them go around the corner of the room. Brother-in-law went outside, couldn't see anything, and there were no footsteps in the snow at all. So they are both wondering if the ghosts really do exist. <laughs> Freaky Friday. Goodness. I have my own story. Uh, we, as a family, went to a place called Chillingham Castle, which is uh, reputed to be Britain's most haunted historic castle. 
and it's in Northumberland and um, famed for many battles and actions and deaths and there's even a torture chamber downstairs for goodness sake. Anyway, we slept uh, in this place. We only stayed one night because everyone freaked out. There was two families and um, my our friends... Um, well, she was uh, asleep, but was woken by the jingle jangle of keys trying to get into the room. And a lot of sort of talking and noise and people, and it sounded like people had been out having a good time, coming home, back to their room and trying to find the key and all that sort of stuff. Well, it turns out that uh, the next morning she woke up and she was talking to one of the, the maids uh, there and said, well, I heard all those people trying to get into the room next door. Gosh, they made a racket. And she said, there is no room next door. It's a cleaning cupboard. And she actually went and showed that it, in fact, was the cleaning cleaning cupboard. And that uh, and she said, by the way, you're the only people staying here at uh, the castle tonight. So the noise of those partying people trying to get into the door, well, who were they? Was that the ghost? Uh, intriguing. I took some video there as well, which never came out. Which <laughs> so I don't know. It's it's the mystery. It's what Freaky Friday is all about, I guess. Anyway, that's Leslie's story, and thanks uh, so much, Leslie, for sharing that. Uh, I'm now joined live by jo- Johanna. Akira, Johanna, how are you? Very good, thank you. Well, can you tell us what is your story? We'll bring in the well, spooky music. One of our favourite places in New Zealand, Central Otago, and um, so when an engineering assessment job came up reviewing some historic buildings for Doc. Uh, we said yes to the job. My job was just to be a photographer and hold the end of the um, the tape. The job was done at Golden Point, an old gold mining area in North Otago. And at that time, McRae's Mines were seeking to extend their operational area. And an engineering assessment was a dock requirement to determine whether the blasting might put any of those old historic buildings at risk. So we went down, we crossed on the ferry and drove down overnight, stopping at a motel and got to the site around about 10 o'clock in the morning. It was one of those beautiful days. Sun shone and the grass was golden and crickets sang and larks trilled and it was shimmering hot. So when we looked around, only a few buildings remained. There was a 1920s era manager's house, a couple of small sod huts, tin shed, and an old iron roof timber structure built over the battery. And the assessment required um, a checking for earth movement any cracks in walls or signs of damp or anything that could put at risk or cause structural stability of those buildings when um, the blasting was being done. So we set about measuring and he assessed the stability of the buildings and I photographed and round two we stopped for lunch. We'd saved a little hut called Huey Fraser's hut till last because it was tiny and wouldn't take long. It was a very simple little structure, um, probably built somewhere around the 1930s. It was made of great big earth turfs which were cut from the ground it stood on, and the turfs were stacked like bricks and formed the walls of the hut. Mm-hmm. The other hut was quite different. It was built from thinner turfs which were stacked on edge, row by row, in a herringbone fashion, much like the other buildings you see down in Central. At some stage, the hut walls had been plaster-coated um, to try and weatherproof them, and the plaster was falling off, and the damp had gotten behind it, and things were beginning to um, slowly disintegrate. So we photographed all of that. After lunch, I loaded up my very last film, 36mm film, into the camera, and went to photograph the hut exterior. 
went round that and photographed that and then untied the string around the door handle, which kept the old timber door closed and went into the hut. It was very dry, it was dusty, bird droppings and spider spider webs were everywhere. But oddly, um, it felt as if there'd been somebody there fairly recently, so I just assumed the hut was still being used by rabbiters or trampers or doctor. Mm. Uh, the room was small. Um, all it had in it was a sagging stretch of bed made from an old sugar bag, which was slung between two poles against one wall. There was a little window, a basic fireplace, a couple of old battered enamel dishes, um, dented saucepan, a couple of old or a pair of old cracked leather boots, and it probably looked exactly the same 50 years earlier. Yeah. What intrigued me was the interior of the hut, so I made a couple of quick sketches thinking that with the aid of the photos, I'd turn them into a painting when we got back. Um, We packed up and headed back to Wellington, and when we got back, I dropped the film in to be developed. These were the pre-digital days, so it took a wee bit of time to get your photographs back. Um, I was in a hurry to see them, of course, and they needed to be included in the report. But when I picked the photographs up and opened the envelopes, um, especially the ones containing um, Huey Fraser's house or little hut, I discovered that the interior of the hut photos were missing. So I checked the roll of negatives again and again and went through all the photographs in case they'd got muddled, but no, there was nothing. There were eight exterior photographs followed by four blanks. The remainder of the film contained the images of the landscapes and the old battery and the machinery and stuff that I'd used, taken to use the film up, but yeah. there were no photographs of the interior of Huey's hut. Wow. My camera was a good one. I'd used a light meter. And later on, I had a chat to some uh, photographer friends. I said, have you ever had this happen to you? And nobody could explain why four images in a sequence came to be blank. Mm-hmm. And then I began to think, well, perhaps Huey's still there. Maybe <laughs> he took exception to his privacy being invaded and his hut being photographed. Yeah. I guess life was pretty hard during the Depression and gold mining chaps were a bit secretive. But maybe 50 years on, Huey's still hanging around minding his claim. Well, is it still the there? Is the building still there? Do you, are you the aware? The building's still there. It's Ooh. not protected. They have uh, restored it. They've taken all the plaster off. Yeah. They've repaired the walls. They need to breathe. Plaster stops the walls from breathing. And yeah. It looks much the same, but um, less tatty than when we saw it. And I imagine they've properly bird-proofed it. Yes. But they won't have spider-proofed it. So have you now changed your opinion about ghosts, by any chance? Well, it was an intriguing situation, <laughs> and um, I'm always prepared to be a believer. Yeah. Um, it was the only proof I've ever had that something odd can happen, and I think the role of film sort of shows that something's happened. It's so true. Hey, Johanna, that's a lovely story. Thanks for you. Beautifully written, too. You've done a great job. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good on you. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.